0: This is how we're represented? Unbelievable. This is episode 42 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague.
1: And I'm Jess Geyer, and 42 is my favorite number because I'm a predictable nerd.
0: I think 43 is a little better.
1: Well, that's just incorrect.
0: I'm, I'm a nillist. Um... I, I thought about doing a, a vampire voice for <laughs> the intro, mm-hmm. but I realized we really just need your sister on the cast again.
1: Yeah, she just needs to come on here and do her Sean Connery impression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, um, we watched uh, the second movie where Adam Sandler plays Dracula, Hotel Transylvania.
1: What's the first one where he plays right. Dracula? Uh,
0: and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. He dresses up like Dracula.
1: Oh yeah, That's right forgot about that part I, I actually forgot a lot about that movie in general
0: yeah you gotta stay on your your adam sandler lore this isn't the time to hit the brakes
1: i have so much lore packed in my brain though
0: Ah, that's true it's spilling um, out yeah this is uh this is an animated one it's for kids
1: yeah and we are watching all of adam sandler's movies in a row every day for 60 days well only for you know 18 more days now woohoo uh Why are we doing this? Why are we watching Hotel Transylvania?
0: He looked at her in surprise. Horrible? Wasn't that odd? He hadn't thought that for years. For him, the word horror had become obsolete. A surfeeding of terror made terror a cliché. To Adam Sandler, the situation merely existed as natural fact. If it had no adjectives. Full circle, a new terror born in death. A new superstition entering the unassailable fortress of forever. I am the funny man. But shall we listen to the tale of yore? The rumors of what goes bump in the night? Shall we hate Adam Sandler?
1: I don't know what that's from.
0: That's from I Am Legend. Good book.
1: I haven't actually read I Am Legend.
0: It's like a really short read. Um, Definitely worth doing. uh, Better than that movie.
1: Yeah, I know that it's Uh, really different than the movie.
0: Well, the movie is a remake of the Mega Man. Not based on the book. Once you make a remake of a remake, it's not really based on the book, in my opinion. But whatever.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair.
0: Yeah, the whole thing's supposed to be uh, psychological, not like, uh, you know, scared. It's not a slasher. Um,
1: I just remember, I think that the book cover that I had seen, because one of my friends read it in high school. Uh-huh. I think it was just like a bunch of like scary vampire zombie looking people surrounding a guy alone, and it was really scary looking. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to read it.
0: <laughs> it was It was very good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that idea of xenophobia and who's the real monster um, is very at the forefront of this movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and also in I Am Legend.
0: Well, yeah, that's why I used the, I was explaining why I used that as my, as my thinger. Oh. It's because it was, I didn't just like think I Am Legend's a good book today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just figured like the vampire connection. (laughs)
0: Like, it it is both about vampires, but I mean.
1: My brain is blasted.
0: Yeah, I mean your brain is blasted. We out. watched well
1: blasted. We watched another movie right before we recorded this too, and my my mind is focused on that movie. Mm-hmm. So I gotta I gotta focus up here on on Hotel Transylvania.
0: Yeah, I gotta tell everyone I'm really just hearing POD in the background. So yeah, That's not it's, great.
1: It's true. It is still stuck in my head. Uh, you might hear some fireworks going off. It's it's July. 3rd. well it's it's like the morning of july 4th um so people are setting off fireworks even though not really in my opinion something we're celebrating at the moment we have some issues we they've gotta... been they've
0: been doing it for three weeks though so i'm willing to say they just like the explosions and that's
1: fair that that is very fair yeah i i was happy that we watched this movie uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. It was definitely a kid's movie. In my opinion, much more of a traditional type kid's movie than the movie Bedtime Stories was. Yes. Uh, This one had a very simple plot as well that did revolve, much like Bedtime Stories, the plot did revolve around Adam Sandler's character in a way. But it was also much more geared toward the two kid characters who are teenagers.
0: Nope, they're 18 and 21.
1: Well, an 18-year-old's a teenager. Yeah. And she's not actually a teenager. She's hundred. She's 118,
0: but yeah. does not really <laughs> matter in vampire it, years. Yeah, it
1: doesn't really matter. And so I think that this this movie does have some broad appeal to both like little kids and teenagers and adults. I think that like it is definitely a movie that was set up so a family could go to the theater and watch it together and everybody would have a good time.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Although I found it pretty boring. Um
1: You don't like kids movies and I do.
0: Yeah, it just Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. I, I was struggling to stay awake. Um, not because it's bad. I just, I specifically don't like kids' movies. You can't find one that I really enjoy.
1: So. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um,
0: well, uh, I, I like plots to my movies that aren't, you know, predictable in the first 20 seconds.
1: It's true. Did, did, how many times did you laugh at this movie?
0: Uh, 15 times
1: mm-hmm.
0: 12 of which was from them introducing new monsters <laughs> that i found it was just fun that that part's good mm-hmm. i really like you know the invisible man shows up and he's also david spade and he's just wearing glasses it's a funny thing to do
1: yeah that is pretty well uh well let, let's talk about critics themselves because i actually think that this movie probably got some good ratings from critics uh-huh. so i'm gonna say that like probably 50 I'm going to go specific 59% recommended on Rotten Tomatoes. Um audience? and for audience, I think it's closer to like 77.
0: You're close with the audience it's 72.
1: Okay, okay.
0: But critics gave it a 44%. It's still rotten.
1: That's unbelievable to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty I, I I don't movie, think
1: it's It's a I it's a good it's, kids movie.
0: Yeah, I would recommend it as a kids' movie. Yeah, it is good for what it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, and to act like it isn't is, you know, just
1: what is the reasoning? Probably being
0: elitist. I think.
1: Yeah, I definitely. But what's the reasoning? Why? Why would they say this?
0: All right, let's uh, let's check out a few. Um, Castle horror versus theme park tourism. No real winners. Comedy goth is, isn't exactly novel, and frankly, there's. A sense here of a movie coasting along on Halloween hype marketing without without providing as many laughs and ideas as it could have done.
1: I mean, I actually kind of agree with that one, <laughs> but it's not as funny as it could have been is not a reason to rate it rotten.
0: Yeah. Um, no one does saccharine like Adam Sandler since fucking when? Uh, the man can be sharp, angry, and funny, but when he lays on the sweetness, it's like drowning in an avalanche of Tate and Lyle. I don't actually get that reference.
1: Me me neither.
0: Who knows about this website? It's, is Tate and Lyle a... They make, I think, beverages and soups that don't have sugar in them?
1: Is it like...
0: It's from the UK.
1: Maybe that was a UK reviewer? I don't know.
0: But from the 1970s, it began to diversify, eventually divesting its sugar business in 2012. It specializes in turning raw materials such as corn and tapioca into ingredients that add taste, texture, and nutrients to food and beverages. Why Why would you make this reference, dude? What the fuck is wrong with you, Tom Huddleston?
1: Yeah, it's a very bad reference.
0: Drowning in an avalanche of sweet and low. There, your reference makes sense now. <laughs> Fucking...
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading these and most people are like, oh, it's, it's superficial. Like, guys, it's a kid's movie.
0: Yeah, like.
1: It's not as good as Pixar. Well, no, no shit.
0: I'm like, it's not the best kid's movie I've literally ever seen. (laughs) The ultimate message about ignorance being the scariest thing of all is a sincere one, but it gets lost in the nonstop eager to please uninspired zaniness. What, What are you talking about? It's a kid's movie.
1: Oh, I, hate, I hate this one. Sandler's second venture in animation is almost as unfunny as his horrendous eight crazy nights ten years ago.
0: Yeah, like, like enough already with the fart and poop jokes. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> they'll always be funny. You shut your goddamn mouth.
1: If you want little kids to like your movie, you need at least one fart joke. That's the law.
0: Also, this one is Sandler overdoes the camp in his portrayal of Dracula. Gomez is a gen- generically surly teen, and Samberg just irritates as the unlikable Jonathan. Like,
1: Okay, Gomez says, didn't play a surly teen. Not at all. Did this person not watch the movie?
0: Also, like, you're finding uh, Adam Sandberg irri- irritable, which is just about something no one in the world does. And the idea that he was being too camp as Dracula is, like, one of the funniest statements in the world to me. Because, like, if there's something I want out of a portrayal of Dracula, it is to be just as fucking campy as possible. He could have gone way harder in the Dracula voice and, like, doing Dracula stuff, in my opinion.
1: Okay, here's the worst one. Are you ready? Even mm-hmm. the animation is ugly.
0: That's just that's just a lie. Do you know who did the animation for this movie?
1: Who did the animation?
0: Well, the the art director was the same guy who did Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls and shit.
1: Yeah, so really like, good. Like, one of my favorites. Yeah
0: like absolutely excellent. It, that was it was fun to watch, like even just to look at comparatively.
1: I just this is okay, L- let me recap the plot and let's talk about this movie.
0: And this person likes it's a it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and said that it should go on after that maybe. And fucking no one likes Charlie Brown anymore. That dude sucks. He's just a little annoying piece of shit that doesn't listen to adults
1: this person also gave a 60 percent to the secret life of pets or rated it fresh or whatever Se- sorry secret life of pets 2 oh
0: um yeah let's recap real quick yeah critics suck we all know this
1: yeah gosh um okay it's a really simple plot like they were saying i'm, I'm not disagreeing with that um yeah dracula none of,
0: none of them though said You know, they could have had a little more depth. There was like some like the plot got a little lost with all the zaniness, but they weren't saying like, yo, the plot needed more filling out. That I would have been said was okay, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay. Dracula, played by Adam Sandler, has a daughter named Mavis, played by Selena Gomez, uh, and he builds a hotel to keep her and other monsters safe from humans um, who he has a deep fear of. Uh, it's now mavis's 118th birthday and like every year dracula is throwing a big party for her a bunch of his friends arrive at the hotel for the celebrations and they're mostly played by some of adam sandler's like other typical recurring actors like david spade um and Kevin steve James, buscemi steve buscemi uh, Drac takes his hotel running pretty seriously uh, but Mavis, however, wants to go explore the world, and Drac promised to let her go when she turned 118. And in particular, she wants to go to Hawaii where her parents met, but Dracula convinces her to just go to the human village not too far from here, just like kind of dip your feet in it. Uh, she goes. She's actually surprised that her dad's gonna let her go. And Dracula follows, but we learned the village is a setup. Um, using zombie actors from the hotel to make her afraid of humans and realize that Dracula's stories about them are right. Uh, but a real human, Johnny, Jonathan, played by Andy Samberg, sees this happen, and thinking that it's all a lark, he follows the zombie actors into the hotel. Uh, Dracula can't let anyone see that a human found the hotel. It's going to ruin like the whole business. Everyone's afraid of humans, right? Uh, and this is supposed to be their haven. So he dresses Johnny, the human, up as Frankenstein, as a Frankenstein, I should say. Uh, Mavis meets him after he realizes that all the monsters are real. There's like a comedic, like, let's see all the monsters kind of animated bit. Um, And they end up bumping into each other. And when they meet, their eyes kind of shine in purple. I don't know, like, it was supposed to signal at the moment. I know what it signals now. But in um, in the moment, it kind of looked like a vampire glamour almost. Mm. Anyway, Drac says that Johnny Stein is the party planner, and he ends up getting kind of stuck with him, even though he tries to get him out of the hotel a couple of times. And uh, Mavis really likes him. And in the meantime, Quasimodo, played by John Lovitz, and his rat Esmeralda, and I don't know why a ratatouille bit. It's making fun of ratatouille. I don't know why.
0: uh, because the joke is that only monsters would have rats cook their food.
1: <laughs> I guess. Anyway, okay. they, uh, they sniff out a human. They can smell the human, and they're trying to find him because Quasimodo wants to cook him and eat him. Uh, Dracula and Johnny bond eventually, uh, but Quasimodo captures Johnny, and Dracula has to freeze him using his Dracula powers to get him not to tell everybody. Uh, but at the big dance at her party, at Mavis's party, Quasimodo shows up and exposes Johnny as a human. Uh, And even though Mavis still likes him, Johnny's afraid of what Dracula will do, uh, because Dracula has threatened his life, and he turns Mavis down and says he hates monsters and leaves. Uh, Mavis is very upset, especially after she reads the book that her late mother got for her 118th birthday, which talks about the vampire Zing, which signals a soulmate. She thought that they had zinged, which is the purple eyes thing that I had mentioned before. Um, I also neglected to mention that Dracula told Johnny about what actually happened to his wife because Johnny had actually heard the legend of them and the legend was that they all died. Uh, But the truth is, Martha, his... I fucking love that the the mom's name is Martha. But Martha, his (laughs) wife... (laughs) um, Some human villagers set fire to their house and when dracula was trying to go out and negotiate uh someone killed her so he hates humans now and uh, reasonable i mean if if there's a whole group of people that you know thinks that you're a monster and wants to hunt you down i can i can see being a little afraid uh, i also
0: want to point out at this point that dracula uses blood substitutes so he doesn't have to drink blood
1: yes he's so a he's, he is a, v- a vegan
0: <laughs> he's not a vegan but he is not a threat to humans
1: well the the joke was that uh they talk about twilight in this movie very briefly
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and in twilight they say that they're vegetarians because they drink animal blood
0: <laughs> wow
1: yeah i did not know that yeah well now you do um anyway she's really upset because the zing is supposed to be the soulmate and dracula realizes oh my god I've, I've made a very i've made a mistake here so he goes and tells the angry hotel guests who are all trying to check out because they're afraid that mavis and johnny zinged and this makes them realize like okay yeah let's go get johnny so they go try to intercept johnny at the airport even though it's in the daytime um but luckily the human city near the airport is hosting a festival that celebrates the monsters so they all like them and when they convince the humans that they're real and the humans let them through to the airport and allow drac to run really fast by shielding the sun with their fake vampire capes it's very corny um But Johnny's flight has already left, so Dracula goes batty, uh, like he turns into a bat in the sunlight, so he's like burning and stuff, and he chases the plane down, and he glamours the pilot into saying a message for Johnny, apologizing for being so protective, and uh, saying that he's glad that Mavis likes him and trusts him, um, and gets the plane to turn around. Dracula then surprises Mavis with Johnny, who apologizes and explains what happened, that he was afraid of what Dracula was going to do to him, and they kiss again. Uh, and it ends with uh, another musical number. Of course they had to have a musical number because they have both Selena Gomez and CeeLo Green. Um,
0: and Andy Sandberg.
1: And Andy Sandberg, and yes.
0: Adam Sandler.
1: Okay, that's okay, there's a lot of musicians, I guess, in, in this one, huh? Uh, I just wonder how this kind of goes. Down later, because CeeLo Green plays uh, one of the main other monsters. He doesn't have a lot of speaking lines, but he plays the mummy. Um and I'm just gonna I'm gonna he he's in jail for for sexual battery right now.
0: Uh, oh yeah, i'll I'll tell you. He gets replaced. I okay. don't have a anything. okay, good. They replace Uh, he was he the mummy?
1: Yeah, he was the mummy. Yeah,
0: they replaced the mummy completely. It's and good because he, he he was the
1: weakest. Money. He was the weakest member of the cast anyway.
0: Yeah, uh Celo Green sucked in this anyway.
1: <laughs> like, yeah,
0: he's he's not a good voice actor. Um, but it let them do some jokes where they uh, auto tuned. I guess I don't know if he's like known for that, but because I didn't think he was. but I don't know
1: um, exactly. He, no, he he anyway. doesn't really. Uh, he's known as like a vocalist, but it's fine. It's whatever. He's gone, so mm-hmm. he deserved to um, be in jail.
0: Yeah. So, you're done the recap, right? That's, yep. that's yeah, really... right, they answer cool. the
1: song, and that's it. And it is a very, um, the musical numbers I didn't really like in this movie. I thought they were
0: pretty weak. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know much about her work, but is Selena Gomez known for making, like, decent music at all?
1: She's a teen, like, like a pop, teen pop kind of thing. But, like,
0: she's not, she's nowhere near, like, Miley Cyrus, right?
1: Um, I would say no, but people would probably put her in the same category like Miley Cyrus, Selena hmm. Gomez. They were both um Disney stars.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. But like Miley Cyrus is like good at music. Yeah, <laughs> Miley
1: Cyrus I think is a little bit more talented than Who? Selena Gomez. But I can't say too many mean I things mean, about Selena Gomez because I actually do like some of her music.
0: I mean, have I heard anything she's ever done?
1: Probably not.
0: Right. I mean, Miley Cyrus is great at music.
1: Why are you bringing like, up Miley compa- Cyrus?
0: Because she was originally supposed to be cast in this, but Sony execs kicked her out for buying a, pizza, uh, a penis cake for her boyfriend at the time um, and then eating frosting off it. And they're like, oh, no, can't have that person, um, which is a huge double standard. Yes. As if Adam Sandler has not said a bunch of things kids shouldn't see.
1: Considering what we just said about Cee Green as well, and considering Andy Samberg's Lonely Island stuff. Yeah, the
0: the fact that they'd kick Miley Cyrus out um, shows the inherent uh, sexism of the entire Sony executive board.
1: Miley Cyrus has faced a lot of sexism and slut-shaming when... Mm Like do I do I like her performance from Blurred Lines? No, only because I thought it was a slightly appropriative, and also I hate that song. Mm-hmm. But I think that she's talented.
0: Yeah, I I just think it's uh it, it's interesting. I have of course this is we're hitting the big era of Sony, and this is where all the leaked emails are at, and I've been reading them. So I know a few things. They don't mention that in the emails. But a few things they mentioned about this movie was uh one thing I want to point out is one of the main execs, uh, who kinda has to deal with Adam Sandler a lot, uh, didn't understand the moral of this story, which I found funny.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: she stated that uh the biggest uh the biggest issue is ignorance. Like that's what you should be afraid of, is, is like being ignorant. And I'm like, no, that wasn't exactly what they were saying in this. They're <laughs> Ignorance is not the issue. Dracula knows what people did to his family. He's not ignorant of that fact. It's having a people's past isn't, like, necessarily relevant to to today. Yeah. Um, And some ideas about xenophobia and things we're going to talk about. But I I found it funny that that was her thing. Yeah. Again, this this is the same exact Amy Pascal. <laughs> I think you're a hack. Um, <laughs> I think most of the Sony executive board are hacks. But whatever. But um, you know,
1: I, I did really like the Spider Man movie. Um, so the what I uh, liked into the Spider Verse that was Sony. Oh, um, um, yeah, I liked that. That was thanks Sony for that. Um, and also thank you for the Spider Man game. I did appreciate that. They
0: they um, did not really have anything to do with the Spider Man game. They leased out their IP they own. Um, and let's not forget that they made Amazing Spider-Man, which was trash.
1: Oh, my God. And a second one, which I have erased from my memory. I don't remember yeah. that movie. I don't remember there being a second one. Apparently, there was. Anyway. Um, um, the
0: fact it- that they almost took Tom Holland away from us, I'll fucking fight Ugh. anyone on that board.
1: You're right. And Tom I will, Holland I will, will be
0: my champion. I'm sure, I will personally
1: bite Amy Pascal.
0: <laughs> I know Tom Holland's, like, much smaller than me. I bet he could kick my ass, dude.
1: He's strong. Have you ever seen like, his arms?
0: He's he looks like he he's been dancing for so long. I just yeah. think he would just fuck me up.
1: Exactly. Um
0: But yeah, uh other exec stuff, basically they they just kind of have a this shitty thing where they're like, Why do we have to bring Robert Smeagol on board to help produce, like blah blah blah, and they're like, Well, Adam said we have to and blah. But then, you know, there's obvious things where they'll send an email with like four or five things for the script. Um, the Sony execs, and Then it's obvious that uh, everyone at Happy Madison completely rewrites the entire script to, like, make it better and funnier and fit people's voices better. And then they're like, these assholes. And then they go on to make $350 million, which is how much this movie made um, in box office, not including the fact that Sony probably made, like, how much money off toys and stuff.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. Plus, I mean, they have a second and third one, too. So. Without the yes. success of this, they don't have the second and third one. But the thing that, like, I can I can see that there's definitely been some corporate influence in this movie. I think yeah. if Happy Madison had been left to their own devices a little bit more, it would have been a funnier movie. And I think a lot of kind of the toothlessness of it has yes. to do with that corporate influence. Because I know from having watched so many Adam Sandler movies that he is capable of having a little bit more of a complex plot. Yeah. The, the the lack of follow through on some of the on some of the themes, I think that is still a Happy Madison problem. Yes. But I mean, he's been better at that in some of the most recent movies. Um, like I'm even just thinking of uh, Here Comes the Boom right now. Um, we, but don't talk
0: about that one. That's no, I illegal know. to talk to in this episode. That's next episode. Um, but yeah, I, I understand. You know, big industry, a lot of problems dealing with it. Blah blah blah. Like there is so many back and forth emails between like them and Australia and like other parts of Sony talking about how like, hey, could we put Tom Cruise in this movie? Like how much would that bump up our sales, do you think? And then they're like, maybe like half a million throughout the entire U.S. No one cares about Tom Cruise. And then they're like, oh, what if we put X here and Y here and Z here? And I find, of course, you run the numbers for a lot of stuff and you try to make the best profitable movie but it really shows to me the emails we had like they go like um Sandler said we have to have this person in the movie um we need X we need y and Z um there'll be a movie later where this Tom Cruise thing that they're trying to get in at at the end of the day they Kevin James plays that role and it's funny to think what role would be played by both Tom Cruise and Kevin James you guys can try to guess tweet it I'll let you know if you're right but more importantly the idea that he's they're not going what's gonna be the most profitable thing, what can we market the best? They're just like, this is gonna be funny, this is gonna work, we're gonna make something that works. I think they should diversify more. I think they should bring in more new people, because I think a lot of good comedy comes out of that. But I would very much disagree that they ever need fucking Tom Cruise in a movie. I like, or they try to bring in Cameron Diaz at one point and they just say no. Like
1: I am so It's stuff like that
0: where confused. I'm like the exact- what?
1: what possible monster would Tom Cruise play? Not, it's than- not this
0: movie, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. It's a future movie, which is why I'm not saying it.
1: Okay. That makes so much more sense. Okay.
0: But, uh, you know, so there, there's just this stuff, and it, it bothers me just seeing after working for, you know, a profit-driven sector where you're like, you know, we have to squeeze out every penny with no ethics – um, and I was like, hey, what if we just like treated people right? And they're like, what, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hate it. And it really makes me think like we know that he doesn't deal with Sony anymore. And I think there's a reason for that. And there's a reason I think we're going to see some toothless, buy the books, money making movies. And I, that's a shame, I think. Yeah. Oh, on that note, this is a two star Sandlayer film. I know I didn't mention it.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't really produced or directed technically by them, but they had a lot to do with like the writing and kind of the production. Technically, it was directed by a Sony guy. It, it Animated's weird, um, but two-star definitely with the amount of work they seem to have done. They no, seem to have done most of the script.
1: I can definitely see their their fingerprints all over it because we have Jackie Sandler plays the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Sandler's kids, I think it's Sonny, or it could be Sadie, I don't know. Um, plays the young vampire girl and also plays another character. Um, of course, all of like his buddies are still in it. David Spade's still in it. Kevin James is in it. Steve Buscemi, John Lovitz. Um,
0: well, I, I do want to point out on that note too is those scenes really worked and it turns out that Adam decided to record them all at the same time. Normally, in animated movies, you record all your lines alone. Maybe you listen to someone else's recording and then respond, but you're recording your lines alone. They decided to do it in one room in order to have a more natural feel and and it it definitely
1: it felt really natural a lot of the times. And I I think Adam Sandler was great in his voice acting.
0: Yeah, and I I think there's a lot of people who weren't those like core four guys um, who they're it sucked. You, yeah. I don't know I can tell when they're not talking to each other I know like you're not supposed to but it feels hollow a lot of the time
1: uh-huh yeah a lot
0: of animated movies just feel super hollow to me
1: well I was gonna say like with CeeLo green too I'm pretty sure that that was probably a Sony decision
0: yes I don't I doubt. don't
1: see Adam Sandler knowing CeeLo Green uh, and we know that Selena Gomez was also a Sony decision Um But other than those two, I think, like, most of the cast were, you know, happy medicine people.
0: Yeah. Um, Obviously, I think this was a – this movie doesn't get made without Adam Sandler, so he just started throwing his weight around. Yeah. And unless you're a bootlicker, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, without Adam Sandler, this movie would have been garbage because he really made the – he was a scene stealer. He was great.
0: Yeah. um, That's – you know, they also probably did some rewrites, but, like, the reason the movie was – Mostly about Dracula was because he was the best in it,
1: mm-hmm. and I think also a lot of the I would be willing to bet that a lot of the plot um, and some of the little details were some Happy Madison influence, too because we know that they like horror movies and actually mm-hmm. the lore that's involved there's some decent lore there's some They're decent accurate, references actually, yes to a lot of stuff. Uh, my favorite is that the Invisible Man is named Griffin and that's actually the name of the Invisible Man. Um, I loved that. Uh, what was el- What else was in there?
0: The the timeline actually works for the original book, um, for the age of Dracula.
1: Oh, uh, like that's... the, the, the
0: 1895 was like when that book was released and that's when like the stuff went down. So that's, that's pretty good. But yeah, um, I do know that they have a lot to do with it because there's emails saying, uh, and I think Robert Smeagle is the one who's super horror fan, but I'm gonna try to figure that out more. Uh-huh. Uh, they they're like, we need to talk to Adam to try to get him to convince Robert Smeagol to stop meddling. He's trying to t- give people notes about everything. I'm like, fuck you! Can no. <laughs> you tell me this guy's meddling too much in your big movie that they just made you hundreds of millions of dollars off of? Like, yeah, I bet you don't care about the details, executive or Sony exec. It turns out that they do, which is hilarious to me.
1: Oh, uh, there's another thing. The Screaming Skulls. You know how the the phone, the wake-up call, was a skull that just screamed? Yeah. There's an actual legend of Screaming Skulls, Hmm. which is really creepy. Uh, But I like that they had Screaming Skulls. That was great. That's a nice little uh, touch of lore for those, those true horror fans out there. Yeah.
0: I will, so that I don't seem too biased, I will say that they wanted the director to direct solely and didn't want robert smiegel meddling with him but you know i agree with that because the guy did produce not direct uh samurai jack but like i don't think that means that robert smiegel had a bunch of bad ideas and was like you know screwing them over their big reference was like he gave notes on what uh mavis's outfit should look like in one and i'm like you think maybe he's like it would be cool if it was based off like this va- the vampire's bride's dress or something like that like that's what i assume was the note yeah not like oh turn it gray yeah but again who knows um obviously they did a good art uh dracula in this one they based it off uh what's his name bella be-
1: bella lugosi
0: yeah it was definitely based off his
1: oh yeah there is another reference I forgot. In the very beginning, like the first time we see Dracula, it's in like almost silhouette form going toward the crib oh. in a oh, yeah, Nosferatu in... reference. Yep. Yes.
0: Yeah, I wrote that one down. Uh
1: yeah, I mean, I think that they did really well with a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, I I can I can see how their their influence probably made this a better movie than Sony would have had originally, especially with Adam Sandler. I mean, like I said, he he was he really shined in this movie. Uh, he was by far the best voice actor. I think Kevin James actually did a good job in it with his voice acting, and so did Steve Buscemi as the wolf.
0: I, I think David Spade was pretty good too. Yeah, David Spade he, was he, also pretty good. He was just David Spade, but he's an invisible man. Like he's an normal person. <laughs> um, let me point out before this movie came out, the Sony animated features: Open Season, Surfs Up, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, The Smurfs, Arthur Christmas. The Pirates Band of Misfits. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: the Smurfs <laughs> made a hell of a lot of money, but man.
1: Should it have, though? No. Exactly.
0: I mean, that's that's a brand name, though. Like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs made okay money.
1: I watched that, actually. I found it very pleasant.
0: But, like, no one gets that reference to that book, you know? No. Like, they're not like, oh, I gotta go see that. People want to see the Smurfs.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, the Smurfs will be the only animated movie to ever beat this one, except for other movies in this franchise and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which for Sony. Only, yeah, mm-hmm. which only made uh $13 million more than this movie did, uh, which was the lowest grossing of the Hotel Transylvania series.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the fact that this is uh not a franchise like starting off it doesn't have any name recognition Mm -hmm. that that, 350 million dollars is really good especially like into the spider-verse i mean everyone wants to see a spider-man movie
0: yeah the fact that that barely beat this movie is yeah crazy
1: that's wild to me
0: um and that movie was like a 10 out of 10
1: oh yeah that movie's great
0: and was without a doubt like the least hands-on sony exec movie ever (laughs) it
1: has to have been if oh gosh
0: there's it, it, it's very uh, true to the comics and stuff. But anyway, let's talk about the themes. I think we got like three minutes worth of themes in here, right?
1: Yeah, I do want to talk about some of the failings of this movie too, but we can do that after yeah, yeah. the themes.
0: Um, xenophobia. It's not good.
1: Yeah, don't be. Any other
0: comments on that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that's pretty obvious. That, that xenophobia, um, cloistering your communities, just exacerbates that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, but... I will say, I did like the fact, um, you know, the monsters are looking for a place where they can let loose that is safe. They do that once a year. They're a marginalized society mm-hmm. um, and they're misunderstood, and people lie about them is what they show. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of that, um, showing that, you know, here's a legend of the vampires. It's not true. Here's a legend of XYZ. It didn't really, that's not how it works. They're actually like really nice guys and they're fun.
1: Yeah. I'm always so worried, though, when corporate backed movies and art play with that theme of who's mm-hmm. the real monster here cuz yes. it always ends up feeling so centrist, you know.
0: And my issue with it really was they get to the town and they're having a monster like uh film festival or whatever. Yeah. And everyone loves Dracula blah. blah. I'm like, well see, that's not how it worked though. The humans would be afraid of them still. Yeah. Um and that and and the humans are seen to have not done anything wrong due to this, and I'm like, eh, disagree. They should have, had, they should have had some bigots. They should have had a uh, alucard come and try to kill Dracula. <laughs> like that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, then, well,
1: maybe they'll explore that in Hotel Transylvania two and three.
0: And then Drac wipes his brain and sends him back and says like he's gonna be back in a year. He's a smart guy. Like that would have been a good like thing that he that there's one person who always tries to kill him that always is like hunting down the spot that'd be interesting who knows
1: yeah I felt like the the, the end of the movie was very rushed
0: yeah <laughs> that that was the most like blah 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 and then it's a happy ending yeah um, the fear that was of like lo- probably
1: uh, my biggest my biggest flaw in the movie was that it was so rushed at the end there um and and it did feel hollow like I said it felt very centrism yeah to me mm-hmm. but yeah let's keep going
0: um the fear of loss uh, and kind of being overboard with protection due to that. Um, Was done pretty well, pretty obviously.
1: Yeah, it was it was good to see like Dracula didn't have to have his daughter say like have to fight for like her being in love. She did say it's all his fault and everything, but she didn't tell him how to fix it or like anything like that. He already knew a little bit like like what to do. And I like that they kind of had the dad make that decision on his own and accept it open like like wholeheartedly instead of what those kinds of movies typically do.
0: Yeah. It didn't have the big speech which is like yeah. you know, blah blah blah. There's
1: no grudging acceptance. It's just acceptance. Like my daughter is in love with this person. I I was I wrong like,
0: to stop it. Blah. Yes.
1: I, I want to do what makes her happy, so that's what I'm gonna do. Even at risk to his hotel, which he is which is very beloved to him.
0: So. Yeah, and the place where he feels like, you know, Maybe his wife and daughter won't get murdered at. But also, it does show that uh, by starting a false fire and lying to her, he brings Jonathan there, which is what causes everything. So, his protection or overprotection was what caused all the issues. Worked pretty okay.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever.
0: And then, finally, the I Am Legend reference is, you know, who's the real monster? Um... It's probably Dracula. Like Dracula's monster. Yeah. He drinks yeah. blood, but uh he turns there's it on.
1: There's a little gremlin lady that like can eat anything. In fact, like somebody does get eaten on their way to the hotel by a piranha.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's
1: just, it's off screen, but they say it like <laughs> Also, Dracula uses slave labor.
0: Yeah, like I don't know what the zombies are supposed to be. But based on like the original what a zombie is um, from voodoo culture is like yeah. so the, the idea mm. of the original like voodoo zombie is someone whose mind is still there, but body is forced to continue working um, and are basically a slave. And normally I, th- I think it was supposed to be like a magic powder that did this. So their idea was that you'd be trapped in your mind forever and having to watch yourself work with that no control over yourself. And then zombies turned into something else. Um, That's why they're such a good metaphor for capitalism. But yeah, uh, he uses them. And they do seem to have a little bit of free will, which makes it a little worse, because one really likes a mannequin at one point. (laughs)
1: This is so funny and weird. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, the references I was making to the I Am Legend... um, if you don't, aren't familiar with the story, basically, there's an apocalypse. People turn into vampires, and they gather around this man's house and try to kill him all the time, and he uses bright lights to keep him out. After years, he would he, all right, over the course of a few years, he would go out during the daytime while they were sleeping, and he'd crucifix them. Or no, he would stake them. He didn't use a crucifix because he was worried about, like, if you run into a Jewish zombie and you hold a cross, <laughs> it doesn't do anything.
1: <laughs> Is that really um, in the book?
0: Yeah. Um, except he, I think he says something like "Mahada." It's like adding the letters "em" to what? What's uh the, the Muslim prophet? Why can't I think of that? Muhammad. Yeah, "Mahada M" is what they call it. "Muhammad M" people. Like I don't know if that's a way to say Muslim people or what.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that, but yeah, I think that's what what he's saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, they said it's like a psychosomatic thing. If you hold a cross up to them, they're just like kind of scared of it because they're religious. Weirdly enough. And he spends years killing people or these vampires while they're sleeping. And then he learns when he takes in an injured woman who he thinks is a human, but is actually a vampire who's not that allergic to garlic. Um, She gets sick when she eats it, but doesn't die. Uh, He realizes that they are a new species and that he has become a legend of a monster who kills them at night which is, you know, daytime is their night. And the I Am Legend is the idea that he's the new boogeyman. He's what comes out while they're sleeping and, like, destroys families and steals children and kills wives. Um, And he was stealing people to experiment on them to look for a cure. So that's what that story is about. Who's yeah. the new monster?
1: And also, like, he kills his dog or whatever. Yeah, fucked.
0: Yeah, and Will Smith ain't so great either. Um, <laughs> so... They do a little bit of that in this. Uh, obviously, they don't really show too much about it because it's a kid's movie. It's
1: a kid's movie. It can't be too... Compl- the theme cannot be too complicated. The yep. the, the major thing that, that Mavis wants is to be able to explore the world. She wants to see the world just like her dad did and like her mom did. And, and Johnny is a world traveler, too. So, it, I mean, it really works that they are together in the end. Um, and I think it's funny that it... Like, her passion is to travel, and her dad has a hotel, and hotels are there for people who travel, you know? I, I, I like how they had that. I wish that they had done a little bit more with the hotel stuff. It didn't, like, it could have been any setting, really. Yeah. It could have just been a castle where everyone was coming to party.
0: Well, because it was, like, a party, it was weird. Yeah. They should have started with little hotel stuff. There should be a party there, Yes but everyone going to the hotel should have been a more interesting thing i agree with that yeah especially cuz he supposedly loved it so much
1: yeah i mean a hotel for monsters i love that idea you pitched that to me i want to write the game for that that sounds great agreed i think i think that uh this redeems his uh his animation from eight crazy nights uh yeah
0: a little um give me one more like this and cuz eight crazy nights is pretty bad
1: yeah, I liked it. I like this movie, I, but I like kids movies. I like watching kids movies um, in general. I like animated movies too. So yeah, I I would I would give this one a plus. So there you go. Uh, you can find our podcast at Laugh at Him. Wait Pod.
0: a minute, what are we watching tomorrow?
1: That's the question I ask you. So what are we watching tomorrow?
0: Here comes the boom. A Kevin James MMA film. Don't talk about it. We already saw it. You're not allowed to.
1: Okay. You can find our podcast, Laugh Him Pod, on Twitter, uh, and you can also find our games at wannabegames.com. We don't really have a game that's like this. Go buy Moonpunk.
0: Yeah. Or, like, try the quick start. It's free.
1: Yeah. Try the quick start. Give us a rating. Only give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, don't rate us. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't. Why
0: would you listen fi- yeah. Like to 50 minutes of this podcast and then go give us a two star?
1: Yeah. Don't do that. It's
0: am just I just want to do a PSA. Only ever give five stars unless someone, like, to to Yelp, to to Uber, all that stuff. Only five stars unless they're actually scamming you or putting you in danger. Anything else, it's someone's livelihood. Don't be a dick about it.
1: Or if they have, like, really shitty stuff in their game.
0: Yeah, like, all right, if someone says something racist to you in the Uber, <laughs> give, give them zero stars and then report them. Yeah. I'm not saying that, It was but, like, if they're like, you know, the radio sucked. You know, fuck you. Give them Give five, five stars.
1: stars. Anyway, uh, and,
0: and don't use Airbnb anymore. I'm off it. Everyone's <laughs> off it.
1: <laughs> no more be Airbnb. You can find. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com/wannabe games. But instead, this is what I want you to do. This is extremely important. I want you to go to bhlegalfund.org. That's B is in boy H legalfund.org and you will be supporting the black Hills bail and legal defense fund. There was a protest on Lakota land. This is unceded indigenous territory, uh, from the, from the Laramie treaty, the Fort Laramie treaty. And, uh, these indigenous, uh, a protest led by indigenous people, uh, was broken up unlawfully by, uh, the police, uh, and by the military uh, so that people could go to a Trump rally at Mount, like near Mount Rushmore or something like that, which also Mount Rushmore is it was made on unceded Native American land. Uh, t- t- go to bhlegalfund.org and give them money because uh like twenty or thirty people were arrested um, during this peaceful protest uh, and and supporting them. And giving them money will make sure that they can get out of jail and back to their lives and back to their activism. Uh, indigenous communities in the United States have been hit really hard by COVID. And plus, the you know, they're already struggling a lot just because of conditions. Making sure that you can support them this way is, is vital.
0: There is no group in modern America, even before COVID, that has been harassed and hurt more by the state. Yes. Even in these years.
1: Yeah, and it's not even their state. They like these people are living in their own land and they're being yeah. harassed by the United yeah. States. That's wrong.
0: Go Google the poverty levels on most places that are mostly natives. It is absurd how much the state has done to yeah. keep them down.
1: I mean, this episode's coming out on 4th of July and it's it's just disgusting to me. I watched the live stream of this protest and it like there were young indigenous women, like teenagers, like shouting their hearts out about about how they felt about these about these cops coming to break up a protest on their land that is unseated. It just really breaks my heart. Um, and I wish I could do more other than give money. But really, right now, that's the most and best thing you can do. Anyway, uh, enough about that. You can see me tweet about a lot of political stuff at Josca on Twitter.
0: You see me tweet about Digimon at Kitty Crusade.
1: And blah blah blah. Please take my wife. Blah blah uh-huh. blah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thank you. I got it from my sister.